Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. So, I'm going to go ahead and, and get started. If we could just bow our heads, close our eyes. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for just giving me the ability, Lord, to share this morning. Father, I pray that you would be with me as I speak. I pray that you just let every word that comes out of my mouth, Lord, be directed by you. Father, I need your help this morning. So, Lord, help me so that the words that come out of my mouth will penetrate the hearts of your children this morning so that they can walk out of here, Father, com- completely different than the way they came in. Father, I love you. I praise you. I give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, and all his children said, amen, amen. I want to read out of John chapter 16, verse 33. It says, uh, says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I've been talking about, Pastor Travis has been talking, and he just finished this message on being the change this world needs. And as I was talking with him last week, I was, ta- I was thinking about what I, what, do I, what do I want to talk to you guys. And I've been really uh, challenging our young people in embracing change. Change happens in life, right? Change happens all the time. It happens whether we want it to happen, whether we're expecting it to happen, or it, it just happens. It, it says in this verse, in this world you will have trouble. I like to say in this world you will have change, Right? Things are going to change in your life, and, and I'm hoping that after, after today's message, you'll be able to embrace change just a little bit better than, than you used to. Is that okay? Um, I'm going to share with you guys a little bit. When I was, when I was uh, nine years old, a big change happened in my life. I was, I was born in South America, Colombia, in, uh, in, at the age of nine, I remember um, my mom coming to, to my school, picking me up and saying, you're going to go live with your dad in the United States, and I'm like, I've never met my dad, I'm nine years old, the only people I have known is my mom and my, micro, my grandmother and my brother, and she picks me up, she takes me in a car, and, and um, she gives me a little briefcase that's, or uh, uh, a case that was no bigger, probably about as big as this laptop, maybe a little bit bigger, and sent me to the U.S. with a couple of changes of clothes, and, and I landed in LAX um, at the age of nine from a third world country, I was seeing these high-rise buildings that I've never seen before in my life, and I never knew what an impact that change in my life was going was, was to do for the rest of my life. I'm 50, I'm 26 years old right now. Um, I'm 50 years old, and everything that happened at that moment in my time has changed and sculpt my life to this day. There's great things I'm thankful for, and I'm going to talk about four different types of changes and, and, and what change does in our life, but how many of you guys know that change can either make you or break you? There's no other option. It's either going to make you a better person and make you the person that God created you to be, or it's going to, it's going to break you and, 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 and you're going to go down a different road. Amen. And so I didn't realize this. I, I came here and I didn't realize it was a drastic change. I, I, I tell people my life didn't start until after I was nine years old. There's a lot of stuff in my mind that I, I have forgotten. I don't, I don't know who my mom is. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. From before nine years old, I don't know. My life started at, at about nine, ten years old. So it's created a big, a big thing. Growing up, I had a lot of, uh, 
a lot of change happening in, in my life. I mean, I moved from a third world country to this beautiful country. I, I had to learn the language. Um, uh, I'm still learning it. Don't laugh. It's not a joke. Um, I be, had to become part of a family with people that I had never seen before. It was a, it was, it was a big change. And uh, my life, as I knew it at the age of nine, was gone. And so with change, I had to learn to adjust, and it was hard. And um, it, it created a lot of stuff in me. It created a lot of anger, a lot of bitterness. Um, I, was, I, was, I think I was a different child than what God created me to be because of that situation. Change comes and it changes us. These things are, that happen because of change, they're unavoidable. They, they, they happen. So change, if you're taking notes, number one, change can be awesome, right? Change can be awesome. When, when change is something that you like, when change is something that you're praying for, it could be awesome, right? When, when, when you graduate high school and you move to college, that change for some of us, not everybody, but for some of us could be awesome, right? When, 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 you're, when you're single for a period of time and all of a sudden you find that beautiful woman or that beautiful man and, and you fall in love and, and you get married and you start a new life and you start your own family, that could be awesome, right? Some change is awesome. Uh, you know, when, 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 when you're expecting change, when you're praying for that change, when it's a good change, it could be easy to embrace, Right? I remember when, um, when my family and I decided to move to Idaho, it was a, it was a hard change, um, uh, um, but for my kids, for us, you know, we had, I just came to the Lord, um, I just, the Lord had just really uh, uh, taken me out of drugs and alcoholism, and we moved to Idaho, we we're going to start a new life, it was a great, it was an awesome experience, we bought a new house, we came to this beautiful country, and uh, you know, I, I believe Idaho is probably the best state in the world, but, but, I, but I loved it here, and, and it was, I, I, right, I love to fish, I love to hunt, but, but it was a great, it was an awesome change, and, and everything that we, you know, we moved to this place, as soon as we moved to this place, we started serving in the church, my kids got a relationship with, with, with God, and, and started serving into the church and all that it was it was an awesome change and i am who i am because of that change that we made right but change doesn't always work like that it doesn't always look like that number two change can sometimes be awful when the change is difficult you don't like it when you experience divorce When your family breaks apart, it's hard to embrace that kind of change. When you lose a job that you've been working at for 20 years, and all of a sudden you lose your job, that, that can be a, a, a rough change to embrace, right? When your kids grow up and move away to college or get married and start their own life, that can sometimes be an awful change for us because you got to learn how to like your spouse all over again, <laughs> right? Some change is not fun. 
when I first started going to church, when I first met Divina, you know, Divina was, uh, when I met her, she was, she grew up Pentecostal. She, 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 I met her, I fell in love with her instantly because she was different than any other woman I've ever met. And I remember we, we, uh, we were married for about two years, got away from church. Um, and, uh, I remember the only thing missing in our life at the time after two years was church. So we decided to go to church. I decided we were going to go to church because I wanted my wife back. And so I remember being at church for about a year and a half. I was going to church. I was, I was going to this men's group. I, was, uh, I, I wasn't looking for church. I was looking for church for my wife so she can become good. I was, I was already perfect. But I, I, I joke, but, but really I wasn't. I was, I was hurt by church growing up, so I really wasn't a church person. I wasn't looking for God. And so, so really, but what I fell in love with her was the, the relationship she had with God. And the only thing missing was that relationship with God. So I wanted that back for her. And so we're going to church, and, and I was going to church. Uh, I got invited to a men's group, and I kept going, you know, week after week after week. But I had built up some heavy walls, some really tall walls. I really wasn't listening. I mastered the art of sleeping with my eyes open. And, um, but they had free daycare, so I just, that's why I went. But, uh, <laughs> but I remember going, and little by little bit, the Lord would just start working and chiseling away those walls. And I remember, I remember uh, one night, uh, this pastor that I had gotten really close to, and he spoke a lot into my life, I... He did, he did an altar call, and I walked up, and I was like, okay, God, if you're, if you're really real, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this, right? And I get up there, and I remember I started, became a Christian that day, I thought, and um, started, you know, following who I thought was God, but I was really following this guy that I thought was a great guy. And about a year later, a year and a half later, went to church on Sunday morning, and the senior pastor got up there and said that they had asked that pastor to resign because he had had a uh, moral failure. And so that change right there, and this is why I say change can make you or break you. Because that change right there threw me back to not having a relationship with God. I I ran away from God because I thought it was the same stuff I grew up with. I grew up in a very religious, um, very religious religion where, where I just, I didn't have a relationship with God and I really felt like God was angry at me so I wanted nothing to do with God. And then I felt like, you know, um, my, my mom was, was a very, very devoted uh, religious person, but, um, but she showed me, uh, that, you know, the wrong uh, view of who God really was. So I wanted nothing to do with God. And so when this guy did this, I had this relationship with him that it threw me back and that change threw me back a long time. That's when I became addicted to meth and addicted to alcohol. I, I ran away from God. I ran away hard. And, um, and so if we're not careful, change is going to come when you're not expecting it. Change is going to come when you're going through good times and it's going to come when, it's go- when you're going through bad, bad times. And what I'm hoping after today is that you realize that if you're not grounded, if you're not founded, if, you're not, if your foundation is not Christ, change can come and shake you up. And if you're grounded in Christ, it can shake you up in a good way or it can shake you up in a bad way. Fast forward years later, I'm in Idaho, right? I'm serving in this awesome church, everything. And um, it was crazy because we were, we were serving for years 
And all of a sudden, I start going through something, and I'm feeling like God isn't there. I'm serving. I'm the first one at the church. I'm the last one to leave. I'm, I'm serving to every capacity. I'm not up here glorifying myself. I'm doing it because God allows me to do this. I do this only because I get to do it, you know, because God is good in me. Without him, I'm a mess. But I'm serving, and all of a sudden, I've gone through these two years, this period of two years in my life where I feel like God is just not present. He's shaking me up. There's a lot of things changing, and I'm not liking it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't pray for it, but me shooken up. Into these two years, I feel like, like, like God is just not there. So I felt, I remember telling my wife, I think our season is over. I think we're done with ministry. I think I'm going to go back to bagging groceries, right? And I just, I was at this point where I was just done. I remember I said, you know what, I think I'm just, we're just going to resign and, and just, you know, go a different direction. I get a phone call from a friend that we kept in touch, but I hadn't heard from him in a little while. He calls me up and he says, hey, Javi, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing good. I kind of share with him what's going on. He said, hey, I want you to pray about something. And I was like, okay, what do you want me to pray about? He's like, no, no, just pray. Because if God tells you the same thing he's telling me, then we know it's God. Right? And so I'm like, all right. So I hang up the phone and I'm sitting right there. And I start thinking, man, this guy lives in Rupert. Maybe we need to move to Rupert. And so then the next day, I asked my daughter. She's in 10th grade at the time. I asked her, hey, babe, you know, because you're in school, and I don't want to uproot you and move you. And I said, but what do you think if we started over and moved to Rupert? And she's like, yeah, dad, let's do it, right? And I'm like, okay. So, and so we're sitting right there. And so I call my friend back, and this is my friend is Pastor Travis. And I said, hey, I said, uh, hey, listen, I got a question for you. He's like, what's that? I said, hey, if I move to Rupert, do you think I can find a job? You can help me find a job. Do you know people? You can connect me with somebody. And he's like, why? What are you thinking? I was like, well, I don't know. After I got off the phone with you, I just really felt really pressed to just move to Rupert and start over. And, and um, I talked to my daughter. She's on board. And my wife's on board. And so, you know, he's like, well, that's crazy because that's exactly what I wanted you to pray about. He said, our church is growing. I need help. And I just want to see if you want to come up here. Listen, change. What I figured out is that See, I was serving, even though I didn't like what was going on for two years, I was still serving with my whole heart. Even though I didn't like the changes that were happening in the church, I was still serving with everything I had. Even though I didn't like it, I was still supporting the pastor in the ministry, even though I didn't like it. So all of a sudden, this happens, and I realized that God was always in the middle of it. See, what I'm trying to say, and I think somebody here needs to hear this, is when your life begins to get shooken up, when you feel like you're going through something great or, or whatever, even, even if you're doing everything right, and all of a sudden something starts shaking, our first instinct is just like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? Oh my gosh, I need to take, listen, don't take yourself out of something God has put you in. You got to continue to live. So the first thing, God can take the change, whether it's good or whether it's bad, and he can use it for his glory. We have a choice. We can allow that change to change us so that we can become everything that God has created us to be, so that we can be the change this world needs, which is what Pastor Travis has been talking about, or we can allow it to destroy us. There's no other option. You're either, you're either going to embrace change and say, God, I know you're in control, or you're going to allow change to destroy you. 
There's no, there's no third option, right? So I say that all to say this. Even in the midst of when you think you're doing something good and God begins to shake you up, maybe it's because you're comfortable. Maybe because it's because you're not stretching yourself anymore. See, when you, we first become Christians, when we first, we're, we're sold out. We, we'll do anything. We're willing to fail three times, four times because I'm just passionate about what God has done in my life. But all of a sudden we get comfortable and we're not happy anymore. Oh, I don't like the music. Oh, I don't, you know, you know we start getting comfortable. Change starts happening in the church and we're like, oh, no, I don't like it. It's growing too much. Oh, I don't like it because, you know, the music changed a little bit. I don't like it. They added new lights. You know? All of a sudden, we become critical. Why? Because we're no longer, we're, allowing, we're making change, change the way who we, who we are in a negative way. Number three, change. Like it or not, it's going to happen. Change is unavoidable. It's just simply part of life, especially in the times that we live in today. Change is going to happen. There's no guarantee that the way that things used to be are going to be that way again. I promise you, I'm almost, I'm almost positive. I can, I, can, I can almost guarantee it's never going to be bad the way it used to be. Change is happening, and if we're not, if we're not grounded, if we're not founded in Christ... We can see ourselves going the wrong, the wrong direction. See, whether you like change or you love change or you hate change or you're numb about change, change is going to happen. You can't escape it. You can't numb it. See, we went to this, we went to this meeting on Friday, and there's this, this speaker from Texas, and he said this, and, and it caught my eye because he said, he was talking about kids, and we're talking about kids and suicide and, and, and stuff, and he was saying, you know, how is it okay to, to, to be sad? You know, the answer is yes, right? Just not sad for a long period of time. He said, is it okay to be happy all the time? And a lot of people said yes, right? He said, no, it's not okay to be happy all the time because this is what our young people are dealing with is if they're not happy all the time, change happens. They don't know how to respond to it. The only way that we can get through change and we get, get through stuff that goes in your life is when we have the joy of the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength, not happiness. Happiness is according to a, hey, take a phone away from a kid. See how happy they are. But the joy of the Lord remains. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Change is going to happen. Lastly, when it comes to change, everyone is affected. Right? When it comes to change, everybody says, let me, let me give you an example. A big all-train change is when someone you know gets divorced. Someone you're close to gets divorced. Anybody ever had anybody close to you get divorced? Did it just affect them? No, it affects us. It affects everybody. Right? It doesn't just affect the immediate family. It affects everybody around them. 
Change affects everybody. When we lose someone, when so, or you know somebody that loses someone, it affects you. I've been in, 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 in um, funerals, we call them life celebrations here, um, where you got the family up front, but everybody else in the back, they're hurting, they're weeping, they're crying. Why? Because it affects everybody. It doesn't just affect the immediate family. Change affects everyone. It has a ripple effect on your life. I'll give you an example. I mean, we have, I have, we've had divorce in our family that is, I mean, it's been years. It's 15 years, 16, I don't even know how long it's been. It's still affecting us as a family. People that have been through divorce, it affects you the rest of your life. Right? I deal with young people all the time that are affected by divorce. I've met people that don't want to get married because their parents were divorced. Why? Because that change affected them. And you can take change that is awful and give it to the Lord and it can make you a better person. I talk to young people all the time. Listen, if you have a bad, a bad parent, listen, you put God first, you're going to grow up and be a great parent. Right? Your dad's an alcoholic. Listen. You put God first, you don't have to go down that road. Right? You could, you, could, you, could, you could, when you put God first, he'll take change and use it for his glory to glorify himself. He created you in his image. He put, he put you on this search so you can have life and life to the fullest, not so, just so you can make it. As uncomfortable as change is, Here's the good news. I'm going to tell you guys something today that's going to blow you guys' mind. I know you guys probably have never heard of this, but I'm going to show you guys something. I'm going to talk about something that can, can be a game changer in your life if you're going through something right now because of change of experience in your life. This is what I want you guys to know. Check this out. People have been dealing or struggling with how they deal with change for a long time, forever, okay? This is not a 2021 thing, okay? We're not blessed with change on 2020. No, it's been happening for as long as, as people's been. Check this out. When, when you open the pages in the Bible and read from the, from the writers that God uses to, to tell his story, you'll see that they, there's a lot of people that struggled with the idea of change, right? It's not just us. We, we, they, they, they went through a lot of the same stuff that we're going through today. I mean, they, they, they suffer loss, right? They, 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 they suffer broken relationships. They suffer uh, heartbreak, uh, uncertainty, insecurity, fear, everything. Does that sound familiar to anybody? I mean, we're, we're all dealing with this. And many of them wrestle with the question of how could, could, could they trust in a God that when they're living in this constant series of, of unwanted and unexpected change. I mean, think about it. They're living and trusting in God, but there's change all around them. 
But over and over again, the writers in the Bible who were dealing with so much change kept coming back to the same truth. And while many of them had a lot of, 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 um, of helpful things to say about, about dealing with change, uh, I want to take a look at um, what the writer in the book of Hebrews says. But before we say that, Hebrews, I want you guys to understand this. Hebrews is a letter written by, uh, to Christians who were learning how to follow Jesus in their Jewish way of living in the world. This is important to know because a lot of people think that the letter um, was written to Jewish Christians living in Jerusalem who were facing persecution, which means that they were, uh, they were being treated with hostility. They were threatened to be killed for their religious beliefs. In fact... The persecution was so bad that some of the Jewish Christians were thinking of converting back to, to their Jewish religions just so they wouldn't be persecuted. And because of, uh, of that, much of this book of Hebrews, Jesus is um, it's about who Jesus is and, and it's, um, the writer saying how following Jesus was not, was not just a good idea, but it's the best idea. Let me say that again. The writer is saying that following Jesus is not just a good idea. It's the best idea. All right? So check this out. This is going to blow your mind. This is found in, in the book of Hebrews, last chapter, okay? I don't know if you guys have ever read this before. So after I read it, you guys can pick up and leave because it's the answer to how to deal with change, okay? This is what it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? I didn't hear any amens. Listen, because as Christians, that should be an amen, right? That we should know that, right? And if that's true, if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then why is it that when a Christian goes through a change, sometimes they fall apart? Why is it that when something happens in our life, the very first thing we want to look at is the worst case scenario rather than looking at, hey, wait a minute, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he got me through this years ago, he's going to get me through this too because he's faithful today just as he was back then. But a lot of us don't understand that. A lot of us don't understand that. We, we, we like change when it's good for us. We like it when, 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 when it doesn't shake us up. We say amen when everything's going good. That's okay. But in order to understand what the writer's writing right here, we have to understand who Jesus is in, your, in our life. We have to understand who you are in Jesus. I'll keep going because I'm going to lose you guys. In other words, the Hebrew writer is saying that Jesus never changes. He's always the same. However he was before, he still is. He's still loving. He's still kind. He's still cheering you on. He's just. He's generous. He's still Jesus. Somebody today needs to hear that because you feel like, we're like, like I did. Where is he at? If there really is a God, how come I'm going through this? If, we, if there really is a God, how come, how come my family's falling apart? See, that's how he was before. And that's how he's going to be after. In a world marked by constant change, 
good change and bad change, I think that we have to agree that this is good news. Listen to me, church, because this means that God doesn't change even if everything around us does. This means that even if everything around us feels unstable, Jesus is still stable. It means that even if everything around us feels inconsistent, Jesus is still consistent. Even if everyone around us seems different or like they don't understand, Jesus understands. We have to be rooted in Christ so that when change comes, we're not easily shaken. Change is going to come in this world. You will have trouble. So we have to be rooted in who Christ is and who we are in Christ. I mean, look at a tree. Anybody ever seen a big tree like one of those, what do they call those big uh, uh, California? And, 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 no. Yeah, right? They're huge trees. I mean, we got huge trees here, right? And we got winds. We have winds here in Rupert. I love Rupert, but we got winds. I know because it's really good on, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then when I'm off on Fridays and Saturdays so I can go fishing, it's windy. But we have winds all the time, and we got big trees. You know, there's, there's, I'm talking about huge trees with big leaves and trunks so big, and how do they stay in the ground? Roots, right? They're rooted. They're rooted. Trees are rooted in the ground, the tree secured into the ground and it holds steady in place because of its roots. So that every season when the weather changes, listen to me church, every season when the weather changes, listen, every year when your weather changes, every year when you face change, every year there's going to become change in your life that you're not expecting. Every year, every, every, there's going to be different seasons in our lives. And if we're not rooted in Christ, we're going to be easily shaken. See, a tree, when it's rooted, it doesn't matter how, the, 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 the bigger the tree, the bigger the roots. Even if the wind blows, even if the ice comes, even if the rain falls and the sun beams down, or the smog covers it, or fog, not smog, I'm thinking California. Um, <laughs> even if we have a drought, the tree is and move because it's rooted. With all that change happening and around it, it would be easy to think that that tree would just give up, right, and just fall over. But when you're rooted, it doesn't matter what, you're, what season you're going through. When you're rooted, it doesn't matter what change you're going through. Come on, if you're, if you're rooted in Christ, Change can make you everything he's called you to be. When you're rooted in Christ, the worst change in your life can make you exactly what he created you to be. He's not caught by surprise. He's not like, oh, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting that. He knows what's going to happen. He's expecting you to be rooted. When we're focused on him, the one who never changes, we're able to stay steady and secure. Just like a big tree is steady and secure through all the seasons in their life. Listen, I watch people coming to church on Sunday, they're perfect. And on Monday, they're falling apart. Right? 
they come on Wednesday and they get a little fill me up and then Thursday they're falling apart. As Christians, in order to be the change this world needs, we got to be steady. We got to be consistent. We got to be rooted in Christ. So when the storm comes, that's our time to show who God is in this world that so heavily needs him. A lot of us, we're going to be the only Bible that, it's, that somebody gets to read. We're going to be the only hope that somebody's ever going to see. It's how, who are you when everything around you is falling apart? Are you steady in Christ? Are you rooted? Or you just can't wait till Sunday so you can get a quick fix me up really quick again. We have to be rooted in Christ in order to get through the trials and the seasons of our lives. God doesn't change. He is the solid, unmovable ground in which we can root our lives in. He's unmovable. He's unshakable. Right? He never changes. And that's why when, when no matter what change comes around us, when we can remain secure in him and allow God to let us see through his eyes, rather than our own eyes, we're able to remember that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What, is, what does that mean for us? What does that mean, what does that mean for you? It means that even if things are unpredictable or out of control, God's ability to hold the whole world never changes. Listen, in a world where we think it's falling apart, God doesn't change. He's still the same. It means that even if things will never be the same because of death, because of a permanent injury or a chronic disease, God's uh, uh, availability to hear your prayers never changes. God's availability to be there for you never changes. He's always there. He's constantly there. It means that even if what lies ahead of you is exciting. See, some of you guys are going through change. Yeah? Some of you guys are embarking in new Journey. Some of you guys are changing jobs. Some of you guys are getting ready to get married. Some of you guys, you're experiencing a big change. Even if what lies ahead of you is exciting, the amount of God's love never changes. He's there through the good times, and he's there through the bad times. See, this is, this is my thing, church. When you're going, when life's going good, don't forget about him. When life's going good, don't say, I'll check up with you when, when I need you. He wants to be part of your good times and he wants to be part of your bad times. That's part of, of, of being rooted. See, we're here because we're going through a good time, right? We're here on Sundays. This is our time to be able to get rooted. This is our time to be able to, to, to rub elbows with people and remind them who they are in Christ. So that when the storms come, we're rooted. We're ready to face them head on, Right? Even if what lies ahead is scary, God will always be there with you. He never changes. He will always care for you. He will always be with you. He will always be with you during the change. 
in the past and in the future and everything in between. If you put him first in everything that you do. Check this out. James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 says this. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. Right? Listen, as Christians, that kind of makes sense, right? When troubles come your way, when you're facing something you can't handle, consider it a great joy. See, that's really easy for somebody that, to, to, to claim that he, he's a Christian. That's really easy for us to believe. But what about the people that are not grounded, that are not rooted in Christ? That seems kind of off the wall. But the writer is saying, listen, if you understand that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if you call yourself a Christian, then you will know that when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity to rejoice. To say, yay me. Why and why? Because the rainbow comes out after a storm. The muscle grows after, after it hurts. For you, uh, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. When your faith is tested, listen, when you're going through a good time, if you're not careful, you'll get comfortable. So don't think of it as something that's bad. Think of it as God is shaking you up so that your faith continues to get tested. Right? Not everything is a bad thing. So that your faith, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. See, when you're a believer who's perfect in Christ, who's completing Christ needing nothing, then that one verse where it says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever makes a lot more sense. But we have to be rooted in Christ so that we can be complete needing nothing. Listen, when you're needing nothing, you're able to face cha changes head on, believing and trusting that God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. How do we do that? By remembering, how many of you guys, just by show of hands, God has done something great in your life at one point or another. Right? So check this out. How do, we, how do we get to a place where we can rejoice when we're facing change or trials? By remembering that if God got me through that, he's faithful and he will get me through this. And when I face something else, he will, face, he will get me through that. That's how our endurance is built. That's how we're rooted deeply in Christ. And that's when people around you will begin to see, I want what you have. Because no matter what's going on in your life, the joy of the Lord is still evident in your life. When things are falling apart, listen, you're, what's going on? This is weird. You're able to share with them. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. Without God, I'm nothing. Without God, I'm a mess. Without God, I'm weak. Without God, I'm that nine-year-old kid 
that his mother gave away. Without God, I'm angry. I'm bitter. I don't want to deal with anybody. It's all about me. But with God, I have everything at my disposal. Everything that's his is mine. So just remember, I want you guys just to remember, when you go home today, think about when God has been good to you. Matthew, you can come up here, man. I forgot. I'm closing. I'm not like Pastor T. I only close once. I got, I got to put that in. I got to put that in. Every, every time he's up here, he always pokes at me somehow. So I, I, get, a, I get a chance every once in a while. So. But listen, when you go home, think about how good God has been to you. Think about the, 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 the things that he's gotten you through. And then think about what you're going through right now. Is God any less now than he was then? Of course not. He's the same. He will get you through whatever it is that you're going through if you put him first. Is that okay? You guys receive that? It's a, it's a... It's a nice, easy message. I just hope that you guys would just uh, apply it and um, honestly go home and think about how good God has been to you and allow that to be what drives you through whatever situation you're going through. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for these amazing young people. Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that it would penetrate the hearts of your children regardless of how it came out of my mouth, Lord. I pray that it, it would speak to them exactly the way they needed to hear it. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for who you are in our lives, Lord. Father, I pray that every single person under, underneath my voice will walk out of here completely different than the way they came in. Father, embracing change in a different way, Lord. Father, knowing that, that you, got, you got them in your hands, Lord, Father, and that you know what's best for us in everything that we face. Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.